Welcome to the Pitch Your Pick podcast, the podcast where we dive deep into all the sports books, find our favorite plays, and pitch them to each other to find the best plays every day. I'm Joe. This is Jer. How you doing today, my man? I'm doing well. I had a busy day at work, actually. Today, for once, <laughs> it wasn't fun. Um, but I'm tired tonight now, so we're trying to get this thing going. Yeah, we're getting it going. It might be a bit of a, a mellow one, especially considering if we check out the plays tonight. That's what I have to say about it. It wasn't great. It wasn't uh, horrible. RJ Barrett definitely cooked me on this one. Uh, you had some thoughts on Giannis barely <laughs> cooking you on that one. Um, you know, is what it is. I have uh, quite the distaste for middle tennessee tonight after what they did just absolutely no showing their second leading score was a blistering three of 16 on the game just honestly <laughs> only hit inside of the backboard but the heat did clutch out for you and auburn did clutch out for me so it was still a two and three night it wasn't horrible but it definitely wasn't um wasn't all we were looking for i guess Not we'll ideal. say so yeah, it is what it is. Uh, we'll start it off with a quick little uh, NHL recap like we always do and just, uh, you know, get it going. But uh, I said it earlier, I checked some things and there's a lot of uh, teams that you would normally talk about on a podcast. So it seems like you could be interested in it. So let's hear it. Yeah, I think it's going to be a more of a better night for prop bets. There's a lot of heavy favorites. Um, there's a few good games like the Tampa Bay Lightning Pittsburgh game or Carolina Washington or Vancouver New York. Um, but a lot of the other games are heavy favorites. Oh, and the Boston Vegas will be another good one. But I'm gonna think I'm gonna look more at props tonight. Okay, I, I still just I love Vegas. I, I still just love. <laughs> anyway, uh, for the NBA, I think we actually have a pretty decent slate of games. I don't think it's again anything crazy, but I think it's gonna be a um a fun set of games. So we have the Bulls versus Hawks, which I'm gonna be diving into a little bit. Last time these two played, it was actually. Um, some DeMar DeRozan heroics to clutch at a very narrow win. Uh, Grizzlies and Celtics, two good top teams that we're going to be seeing go down here. Uh, the return of Kevin Durant is finally happening, going against the Heat. Uh, but this one's at home, so there's no Kyrie. I don't know why he w didn't pick a different game to kind of come back so we could play with Kyrie. But, you know, uh, I don't make the decisions out here. Uh, we have a sleeper pick with the uh, Raptors and Pistons. We, don't, we can ignore that. Mavericks Warriors should be an interesting one. Um, and we get to watch the Lakers and the Clippers, which I think you will be talking about a little bit later, which uh, we, we love to see. We love to see. Um, and then for college basketball, we have a decent little slate of games tonight. Um, Houston and Temple, Illinois, Penn State, eh, Ohio State, Michigan State, Kansas, and TCU. This one's interesting because Kansas is still 10.5-point favorites despite TCU two days ago beating Kansas by 10. I just find that one a bit interesting. It might be a bit fugaze. might be interesting to check out that uh, TCU covering the spread. Uh, just putting that out there. And then we have Arizona, 19-point favorites. Um, and Iowa, Michigan, which I have a personal bet on for Michigan to cover the spread. But I'm not going to make that an official podcast play. But I do, I think the uh, the slate is interesting. We have some decent games. In it. But uh, again, I'm just, I just, I don't understand how you can beat a team by 10 and then are favored to lose two days later. <laughs> the same team <laughs> by 11. It just doesn't make sense. Like, maybe, I would get like still five and a half. And just call it a, a random upset, but 11 just seems crazy. Anyway, um, it's an interesting one, but we're going to throw it over to Jared to start us off again and get back to the, uh, the back to the basics, back to the normal, and just have everything feeling right again. Yeah, so Joe said we're going to talk about the Laker-Clipper game later. We're going to talk oh, about right it now. now <laughs> I like it. we got to get the Lakers slander out of the way. I like it, I like it. So, 
tonight we're going to see, obviously, the two LA teams again, but it's not the matchup we thought we were going to see at the start of the season without Paul, or I guess we thought we were going to see with Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis. Um, but they're all going to be out tonight, and you never know on a nightly basis when it's possible LeBron might have an extra glass of wine with dinner, and he might not want to play <laughs> that night. So, But you know who's still there? Thank God. Russell Westbrook. Oh my man! I'm gonna I'm gonna take two and a half points with the Clippers tonight. Okay. Um. So the Clippers are starting to figure it out with their two stars. They're six and one against the spread in their last seven games. On the other side, the this Los Angeles Lakers team, who has still yet to even come close to figuring it out, they're two and four against the spread in their last seven games with a push. Um. And have failed to cover in their last three straight games. The last game push. Um, now we're st starting to see reports come out that the Lakers and Russ have mutual interest in trying to get rid of them at the end of the season. I think, well, Russ is checked out mentally. I don't think it really matters because even when he checked in, he still stunk it up. Uh, these two teams have already played three times this season. The Clippers are two and one against the spread. Um, in the two games they've won, they covered by six and six and a half points. Um, in the game, the Clippers failed to cover the spread. It was a Lakers lineup without LeBron, but with Anthony Davis. So tonight we're going to see the opposite of that. Um, the Lakers have been a better team on the road this season. And unfortunately for them and mainly Russell Westbrook, this game's still in their home building, even though they're the road team. Uh, the Clippers, this Clippers team is still very much in a position where I think they can maybe jump a spot or two in the standings. For the hopeful return of uh, Paul George and Norman Powell, who they got at the trade deadline to try and make maybe a sneaky playoff run. Um, I think this whole Lakers team is just checked out. They finally realized that this isn't going to work. Um, and I think the slide they're on is just going to keep getting worse. The Lakers are 1-6 against the Clippers in the last seven matchups. Um, I don't like the Lakers' chances tonight to take it. Uh, so I'm going to ride with the Clippers with two and a half points. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with everything that you said there. This is basically a, a tale of two teams. Um, the Clippers obviously just have as bad of injuries as the Lakers have had throughout the season, but the Clippers role players have stepped up in the absence of Kawhi and Paul George, and then you have the Lakers where anytime LeBron or AD is not on the lineup you can basically chalk it call an l and just move on and just whatever the spread is for the other team just bet it on that it's just it's such a vast difference and i just i love the slander to westbrook i mean that man is averaging 12 <laughs> points per game inside the crypto.com arena love the new name to it it's just yeah everything bad for the lakers is currently happening right now and i just I'm honestly kind of surprised it's only two and a half, if I'm being honest, but yeah. it is. It's the first ballot Hall of Famer, though. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, let's get it off the stinkers. It's starting to smell like trash um, in the room right now. So we're going to bring it over to the Bulls and the Hawks and just ignore the Lakers for the rest of the night, unless you have a prop, which I hope you don't. <laughs> anyway. I do not. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we'll bring it to this Bulls and the Hawks game. And if you had to guess who I'm going on, you probably would get it right. We're going with DeMar DeRozan, and we're going with the points, rebounds, and assists uh, just because it's simple, it's easy, and I like it. Uh, because DeMar DeRozan in his three games against the Hawks has just absolutely cooked these guys, really hasn't even been a 
problem uh, for him. In the last game against the Hawks, which was on the 24th, I was talking about how he had some late game heroics, which actually covered the spread and picked up another podcast play. Thank you, Jamar. 37 points, three assists, and six rebounds. With his current at 42.5 points, rebounds, and assists, that easily covers it right there with 46. The other matchups that they've played against the Hawks were in back-to-back ones here, where DeMar had 28-4 and and 35-10-5. So one game, he didn't cover this 42.5 against the Hawks, but the other two, he did. And do we really even need to talk about the fact that DeMar has been absolutely hooping for the last month now? Um, If you actually look at it, he has hit 40 in his points, rebounds, and assists in every single game of his last 13, besides the most recent one to Miami. But how can you blame him? That's Miami. You got Jimmy Butler and Bam out of bio that you're trying to score on for, you know, DeMar. It's just a little bit tough for him. Now, before this Miami game, DeMar was averaging 35 and a half points, 5.3 assists and 6.2 rebounds a game. And this is Hawks team is 26th ranked in defense and they're still playing without John Collins. And both these teams kind of play at a very similar pace as well. So I think it's gonna be pretty nice. Now, the only other person that I could see putting up a problem for this uh, Hawks team against DeMar is DeAndre Hunter. And I don't like the odds for Hunter to lock down DeMar really at all. And even when he gets to the paint, uh, Clint Capella is really not enough to scare DeMar DeRozan either. Um, DeMar is, I think, sixth in drives or 15th in drives per game, somewhere around that top 15 range. Also gets to the line a lot, but lucky for the Hawks, they don't actually foul too often and put people out the line. I think the most free throws that DeMar has actually attempted against the Hawks has been either seven or eight this season. So, you know, that is looking good for them. But Hawks are one of the worst um, teams when it comes to points allowed into the paint with DeMar DeRozan also being just that mid-range assassin and guy that can just get to the hoop. I just don't think this one is looking um, too great for them um, just all around. Now, the one thing that I do see as concerning is that Trey Young is listed as questionable for the game tonight. So if Trey doesn't play, I could see this being a pretty handedly uh, Bulls blowout where DeMar just doesn't really play a lot of time. And if that's the case, then I'm not going to love this pick at all, obviously. But if Trey plays, this is obviously going to be a lot more competitive of a game. Um, and essentially, if you let DeMar sneak up on that 40 minutes mark, he's probably going to hit this over. I have no disputes on DeMar. You'll <laughs> learn why soon. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's find out why right now. Let's find out why. Okay, so I'm talking, obviously, same game. Same game. Um, And I've made this play, this exact same play before on the podcast, yep. except on a different spread. Uh, I'm going to take the Bulls laying four and a half points on the road tonight. Yep. Uh, the Chicago Bulls have been on fire recently. They've covered seven of their last ten games. Um, but they actually failed to cover in their last two games and lost both straight up. Um, the Bulls have only lost more than two games once or more than two games in a row once this season. Um, and tonight they get to face an Atlanta team that they normally dominate. So I'm going to like, I think they're going to come out for some revenge tonight. Yeah. Uh, so, so far this season, they've played three times and Chicago's covered the spread in all three games. Um, in the last game they played on February 24th, they won by four laying two and a half. And it took about five contested shots from uh, Bogdanovich and 26 points out of Danilo Gallinari to keep the Hawks in that game. Um, I just think this is a bad matchup for the Hawks. Uh, they have nobody to guard De- DeMar DeRozan. Joe mentioned Danil Hunter, but I talked about him in the last time I made this bet. He's 360-something <laughs> in defensive win shares. Um 
And I think Nikola Jokic is actually what is unlocked DeMar- DeMar's new potential, actually. In Toronto, we always played with um, centers that played around the basket, like mostly uh, Vucevic, or not Vucevic, um, Valanchunas. Um, and there was always someone in the lane and wasn't let, allowing DeMar to get to the lane. But I think with Vucevic there, that opens up a space and DeMar's just got free runs to the rim at this year. Um, and Atlanta's been an up and down team this year. As I mentioned in the last game, I thought John uh, Collins' absence would be big. And it didn't really actually matter too much because Danilo Gallinari scored 26. But I don't think you can count on that again here. Um, and as Joe said, Trey is questionable to go with some sort of ankle issue. So who knows if he's playing? Who knows if he's not? I still like it if he does. Um, the Hawks are 4-6 and six against the spread in their last 10 games. I think the Bulls are a perfect counter to this Hawks team. I like the Bulls to win and cover and sweep both season series against them straight up and against the spread. Um, yeah, so I'm going to ride with the Bulls. That, I like it. I mean, you just, again, further proving my point. I, yeah, I think the um, it looks bad for me if Trey doesn't play, but it looks great for you if Trey doesn't play. So yeah. I'm hoping for Trey, and you can hope uh, for now. I'm hoping that it's not obviously nothing too serious, uh, but I want him to just play in general so this game stays close. Because anytime you let Damar get into a close game in the fourth quarter, you can basically guarantee the Bulls are almost going to win that every single time. Damar's got the ice this season. I love it. putting up 15 points. <laughs> By himself. In the fourth. I love in the it. fourth. I love it. In the final, five, like, three minutes, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, to wrap up just a full NBA slate, I guess, I'm going to be bringing it to the uh, the Grizzlies and the Celtics. I forgot to mention I was going to be talking about it, but we're going to be talking about it. The Grizzlies um, and the Celtics. And this one is purely just a matchup that I like uh, for yeah, the Celtics. And that's just because... They're going, I'm going for John Morant, and I'm going to be picking his under on his points because it's set at 30.5. And against a Celtics team, which we'll get into just in a second, that is as good defensively as they are, especially at defending the rim, I just don't really see Ja getting up to that 31-point mark on this Celtics team just because um, I've looked at some comparable you know, teams in defense, and it's just not looking good. So for this Boston team, they actually are damn good at guarding the rim. Ja is third in the league in total drives to the basket. So obviously a lot of his bread and butter is getting into the paint. And I think he's number one in most points per game in the paint this season. But they're facing a Celtics team that are second fewest points in the paint per game allowed and are the fourth best guard defense across the board while being a decent uh, center defensive team as well. I mean, you're looking at Marcus Smart out there on the perimeter guarding John Morant. And then as soon as he gets by there, he has to go through Robert Williams, Al Horford, you know, things like that. The paint, it's not an easy time for John Morant, I think, on this. And although Ja has been hooping, I just think this is a tough matchup for him in general because the Celtics are just a great team defense. You know, Brad Stevens has always had his guys, you know, locked in on the defensive end. And I think Ja's, you know, inconsistency from his shooting is really kind of tough. I see this as a game where the Grizzlies kind of have to play more as a team and really get this dub out together instead of letting Ja just, you know, go for 52 and let him get his dub on his own. So if we're looking at these two um, other teams that are in that top three for fewest points allowed per game, those are New York and Miami. And Ja only had 20 against New York and 23 against Miami. So it's actually looking like a trend where he goes against those teams where they guard the rim a little bit better. 
and he tends to not necessarily struggle, but he just can't really, you know, get to his 28 point per game average, which is understandable for anybody. And given the fact that he's had so many great games in a row recently, I do think he's kind of due for a bit of a pullback, I guess. But the one thing that I don't love about this is that Jalen Brown isn't going to be playing. He is another defender for the Boston Celtics. I could obviously help him um, at guarding job. But I already kind of assumed that Smart would probably be taking that matchup on Ja anyway. And then you would kind of just put Brown as like that freelance guy to pick up whoever else, you know, they feel like they need. So I think in general, I just think the fact that Boston is so good defensively at what Ja's bread and butter is and the fact that this is set at Ja needing to get 31 to cover this, I'm just not really loving that over. So I'm going to stick with the uh, under 30 and a half under here. Yeah, I don't mind the under i i probably wouldn't bet either side of this yeah um because i think i think the i think that actually i think the jalen brown thing is massive it can be a very I, big thing i i think because i i just think john morant's that one of those guys he's so athletic so fast mm -hmm. he's gonna tire defenders out you need more than one guy and i think like if they had both of them like marcus smart and jalen brown to just throw out like marcus smart plays a few minutes on them then jalen they they spell each other off i think they're both phenomenal defenders yeah just w when if marcus smart has to take them for 30 minutes what happens down the stretch when he's been sitting in the chair for 25 minutes in a row yeah and he's scored he's in his last three out of his last four he's had over 40 one of them he had 50 He's just torching people. He is, right now. He given, is torching get, people. Given that's Portland, Chicago, and uh, the Spurs, who aren't necessarily phenomenal defenses. Yeah, especially but. at protecting the rim, which is why I like. I think. Uh, but like, I also don't hate the under because he's not great to the. He's not great to the over. He's only hit it in five of his last ten games. Um, he's only thirty percent, seven percent on the season to that total, and forty three percent in his last thirty games. I don't like hate it, but yeah, I just don't know if I'd bet it. Yeah, it's also I think the Celtics have been playing some of their best basketball as of late. We were having a conversation yeah. outside of you know podcast time. We were saying that it always just seems like the Celtics in the first half of the season before the All Star break, kind of just like yeah, whatever, we're gonna win some games, lose some games. I don't really care. Um, and then as soon as the All Star break is over, the Celtics are just trying all of a sudden, and they're actually like, yeah. all right, let's get our dubs out here now. So again, I don't love that Jalen Brown is gonna be sitting. Uh, for this game. It doesn't even have any injury listed as of right now. And uh, with the NBA, you know, we never know. He could actually play for all we know. I honestly have no clue what's going on there. But I do like your point that obviously you have to throw a few bodies. But what I could see happening for the Celtics team, given, you know, obviously Tatum is not a guy that you want to have guarding jaw most of the time. But he is a nice, you know, secondary defender that you can throw after, you know, maybe jaw burns him. Um, and leave a guy like hopefully Bane or somebody you know, let Jaron Jackson try to shoot you out the game I think could be a strategy that they try and see if that uh, limits Ja himself because if we're really looking at it if you can take Ja out of the game for the Grizzlies that's really where they're at their worst so I would expect that plan from the Celtics it's just all about whether Ja cares or not and still dunks over three people yeah <laughs> that's really the question so um, yeah I just don't, yeah. This isn't, like, when point totals get this high, I get squirrely on them. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah, you could definitely see Jaw dropping 31 points, but at the same time, 
31 is yeah. a high number, obviously. Yeah, like, like, thir- like 30 and a half, like, 31 points in any NBA game, like, makes, like, a headline, right? Yeah. Like, it runs across Sports Center and says jaw drops 31 points. No matter, like, what, who scores 30, it's always going to run. It's a 30-point triple-double. It's a 30, 30-10-30-whatever. 30, People don't care for like 20, 25, 27, but when that, I feel like that 30 number is <laughs> yeah. huge. And scoring, like, it, it's not easy to score 30 points in an NBA game. Yeah. Obviously, we couldn't even score one. Exactly. Like <laughs> All right. So um, I think we'll we'll wrap it up there. Have a bit of a quick episode. Uh, we'll set up that daily pick screen so you guys can just see them all in short format. Or for all you cheaters that just skip to the end, don't be that guy. Go back to the beginning and watch watch the podcast. We'll listen to the podcast all the way through. Don't be the guy that skips to the end. Anyway, we're going to set that up and we'll see y'all in a second. I forgot. Five, four, three, two. All right, so here are today's picks. DeMar DeRozan over 42.5 points, rebounds, and assists at minus 108. The Clippers at minus 2.5 versus the Lakers at minus 110. The Bulls at minus 4.5 versus the Hawks again at minus 110. And John Morant under 30.5 points at minus 113. And make sure you check out the wonderful Prop Dr. J Twitter for any other ones that he decides to uh, trail tomorrow or later today, sorry, um, on all of those wonderful things. And maybe I'll tweet out one or two, you know, I like to keep them to myself though. Anyway, if you guys are listening to this podcast on any of the podcast platforms, make sure you could leave us that wonderful five-star review. If you're watching it on YouTube, like button, subscribe button, and leave a comment down below on what you guys think of the podcast tonight. Hopefully you guys did enjoy this one. Uh, I know we enjoyed making it. Uh, make sure you guys go out there, make some bets and make some money. See?